Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? It's going well. You're in Denver, Colorado where it's snowing. I am in Nashville, Tennessee where it is also snowing. Well, and actually the snow stopped. It had snowed when we got well, here. Same here. It's yeah. snow on the ground. And then, like, by yesterday, it was 60 degrees. Oh, so bring some of that to Nashville. Yeah, so it's been a very up and down kind of week. Oh, it's it's been down here because it's yeah. been, like, 35 degrees for three straight days with, like, spitting snow and sleet and all kind of nastiness. Oh, see, it's unless you get just totally socked in, it's not fun. I know, and this was not fun. This is just yeah. nasty and cold and, like, ugh. So, well, but it's supposed Col- to be nice next week for Thanksgiving, so I'm I'm good with that. Excellent. Well, Colorado is beautiful. It's been a very nice week. We are ready to get home. Been on the road um, a lot lately, so we'll be in. Hey, you racked we'll up happy. those frequent flyer miles this year. You've been all over yeah. the place. Yeah, it's it's been a pretty uh, pretty busy time, um, but we are we'll stay home for Thanksgiving, uh, and I'm very much looking forward to just being being still. All right. Well, we we had some big news this week, Amy. We did. We, we did. have one fewer entity opening than we did this time last week. And then there were four. And then there were yes. four. That's right. Yes. So we'll get to that in just a second. You know this this new entity uh, head that we have at the IMB? Yes. He's a, he's a graduate of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary located in Louisville, Kentucky. They are committed to training future pastors, missionaries, and gospel leaders. You can learn more about undergraduate, graduate, and doctoral degree programs by visiting sbts.edu. Very nice, very nice transition there. I yep. remember, uh, I remember him as a PhD student. That's when right. I was there. That's right. He was uh, in the Graham School, I believe, under Dr. Rayner. That's correct. And uh, Dr. Rayner, I, th- I think, actually signed off on his. He was one of the three people on his dissertation. Dr. Booker was the the what do you call it? The, yes. The chairman of the the, ch- the supervisor. Supervisor. And then, yeah, and then he would have committee members, and Dr. Rayner would have been on his committee. And I think, looking at his graduation date. I think I I don't I don't know if I processed his dissertation or if I was already in a you know different position, and just would have been around for as they you know the faculty votes on on all of them and stuff. But I do remember uh, his days there in the in the Graham School. So very very exciting week for him. So let's jump right into that story. Yeah. So so we'll jump into that. Congratulations are in order to Paul Chitwood, who was announced as the unanimously elected IMB president in a uh, a meeting today. Uh, that we're recording this on the 15th on Thursday. So congratulations, Dr. Chitwood. Yes, congratulations. Uh, the, it was a big day. There, now, I, there was a, a press conference, lots of things. I got to hear some yeah. of it. I was uh, out here and doing some things today, so I, I heard, got to hear parts of it. Look forward to kind of catching the whole, the whole thing. But I know there was a lot yeah. of, uh, of news around it. I was on video calls all afternoon, so I did not get the chance to watch it. I'll have to go back and check that out. I think it's on the IMB Facebook page or somewhere. They they streamed it, so you can go back and watch it if you're interested in that. I'm sure you can hunt down a link in the IMB Twitter feed or on their Facebook page, so uh, check that out. But, yeah, i got to check that. Um, and they you know, had a time, a prayer with him. There's some good pictures of uh, them laying hands on him and praying for him. And they had a – it only took them 20 minutes, Amy, to uh, – to elect him unanimously, so a quick session there at the IMB International Learning Center, which is just outside of Richmond, Virginia. They also elected Clyde Metter as the interim executive vice president. 
Yeah, so that that will be good during the transition because he will help Dr. Chitwood sort of ease into the new position and and then uh, I believe maybe help him make the plans for the permanent executive vice president. With Dr. Chitwood leaving Kentucky, that means that the Kentucky Baptist executive director job is opening and they have named two people to serve as the co-interim executive directors. Both of them were the associate executive directors uh, for the convention. That is uh, Curtis Woods and Jim Donnell. Yeah, so Curtis Woods uh, has been um, associate executive director for convention relations, and then Jim Donnell, associate executive director for convention operations. So they will serve together, keeping just everything running in the interim while they search for a new executive director. They have a search team already named, uh, representing every region of the state, 15 members. Uh, and so the chairman is Tom James from Bowling Green, and then uh, Tim Searcy, Wes Fowler, John Burchett, Nate Bishop, Harold Best, Nick Sandifer, Ray Woody, Annabelle Figueroa. I'm not sure I did that right. but Figueroa. Figueroa. There you go. Uh, Linda Cooper. WMU National President, uh, Stan Lowry, George Drake, Garnetta Smith, who a good friend um, uh, of, of mine go way back, Andrew Dyer, and Chip Hutchison. So um, so they're already, uh, already ready to go. Yeah, and you can submit those nominations and resumes for the KBC Executive Director Search to kbcexecutivesearch at gmail.com. We got a link to the story from Kentucky today. Uh, in our show notes. So check that out. And uh, if you have somebody you'd like to nominate, go for it right there. All right. And also, I mean, busy week for Paul Chitwood. Yes, because right? uh, it was their, their state convention. It was like state convention the first part of the week in Pikeville. had like 669 messengers registered for that in Pikeville. And then he has to bounce over to Richmond and, and be elected, you know, at the IMB. So I'm sure he did not mind the travel and the, uh, the, the busy week. But uh, a lot going on. Right. And in I'm Kentucky. sure a very emotional week for for him and his family and everything. It was just a, a lot to take in looking at what would be his last uh, KBC annual meeting as executive director and then uh, going into a situation thinking about what is ahead. So it was a very, very big week, one I'm sure he won't forget. I'm sure. So at the KBC, they adopted a $22 million cooperative program budget. Remember, they are a 50-50 state, one of the early adopters of that. Uh, they also cut their ties. We mentioned this a few weeks ago on the podcast with the University of the Cumberlands, formerly severed those ties, uh, which allows the Williamsburg University to begin electing its own trustees, and also voted to approve a measure to disfellowship formally any churches that duly align with the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship uh, and the KBC. And Amy, I, I think that affects a couple of dozen churches. Right. So it's what will happen is that they will no longer be considered in cooperation with the state convention. So so it sort of helps the Committee on Credentials to know what it means, you know, to, to be a cooperating church of the KBC. This will affect around 25 congregations uh, who were duly aligned, meaning that they were contributing to both uh, the SBC and the CBF. Um, and the um so they've been in contact and then Dr. Chitwood also said that this action could affect about a dozen remaining churches. So they will be given um a, up to a year 
uh, to comply before they are removed from the list. So this is not a like, okay, we've just kicked everyone out. This is stating, here's our position. People who are a who are trying to align with both because there are just some positions that cannot align anymore, um, that this is where we are headed. And so then it gives kind of a, a time frame. Um, so this was establishing that standard. All right. And also they elected some new KBC officers. Get this, Amy. 190, uh, 189 to 184 was the final vote for president. Five votes wow. separated that. So so three people, if three people would have switched their vote, it would have swung the election the other way. Three? That Yeah, because it would have been 186 to 187. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, All it took right. was three votes to switch. All it took was three. See, math. And, math. I'm tired. And, yeah, it's, it's okay. We're, we don't expect you to do math here on the podcast. That's not your wheelhouse. We all know that. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> Tim Searcy. Actually won that, defeating Nick Sandifer, uh, 189 to 184. One of the closest margins in recent memory. And uh, elected by acclamation were the first and second vice presidents, Jeremy Atwood and Joshua Smith. There you go. All right. We have a lot of these to cover this weekend. Yes. So State we're going to from Kentucky. We're going to head west to Missouri, where they um, passed a resolution to denounce the Dred Scott decision back in 1852. Yeah, this this caught my attention uh, as soon as I saw the headline, and I I found that to just be fascinating. So you know, obviously there that should be familiar to most people from um, American history, but I it, would hope so. Yes, but it was something that originated you know in in Missouri, and so they were denouncing the Missouri Supreme Court's decision in this uh, from 1852. Because it denied legal personhood to Dred Scott because of his race. And they, uh, they, they found it, the Missouri Baptists found it important to say this, to look back and say, as Missourians, is that, I'm, I'm, I think that's the, the way to say it, as, as citizens of Missouri, it's, we want to be clear that this is, this was not right. And it's important to even say it today that this was not right. And that's what they did. It was overwhelming approval. Um, so it, it, it was an important, I think, part in the conversation. Yes, it was. And they also elected uh, some officers. And the first vice president, uh, John Nelson, was believed to be the convention's first black officer. Wow. So they elected their first African-American as an officer. Uh, also elected was Jeremy Munoz, uh, was elected as president. And John Nelson, like we mentioned, first vice president. Jeff Anderson was elected second vice president. And recording secretary was Chad Hodges. And also uh, Jeff Anderson was named the president of next year's pastor's conference. So excellent! Um, congratulations to all of them. They passed a budget of $15 million for the CP uh, goal for 2019. 40% of that moves on to National causes, they keep 60% in state. Also set some uh, Lottie Moon and Annie Armstrong goals at 4 million and 2 million, uh, respectively, and 715,000 for their state missions offering, uh, that they have named in honor of Reuben L. South. All right. So when things, that, that way they can say things are going south, and that, that's when they take up that. Really? Offering. Is that why they yeah. did that? No. I don't think that's why they nope. did that at all. But, that, but isn't that, that was creative of you. Yes, it, it, but it was pretty bad. 
Um, all right. Well, let's move over. We're going to keep going west, Amy. We're going to go southwest down to New Mexico. Tell us what happened down there. Yes. Yeah, so uh, New Mexico Baptists um, had, it uh, seems like a pretty straightforward meeting. They approved their budget, elected officers. They emphasized the cooperative program, and they introduced some new um, convention partnerships. They, um, they had 269 messengers and 89 guests from 93 of their uh, cooperating churches, and uh, they approved a budget of... Four million seven hundred twenty-two thousand five hundred thirty. That's a one point two five percent increase from twenty eighteen, and that will allocate twenty-nine percent of CP receipts to SBC causes, and retain seventy-one percent uh, for uh, ministries there in New Mexico. Um, with 5% being designated CP-exempt items, which is kind of like the yeah. shared ministry expenses. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, but it's, That's a new it's one for similar me. to what might be shared ministry expenses um, in, some, in, in some other state conventions. So that's like church retirement plan, post-retirement benefits, um, CP promotion, you know, thing, things in that. Um, they elected Jared Bridge, from Anchor Church in Albuquerque as president, Bo Lamb of First Baptist Church in Santa Rosa as first vice president, and drum roll, please, Matt Hensley. Matt Hensley, friend of the what pod. What are they thinking? What are they thinking out there? Yes, uh, goodness second, gracious. Second vice president, so he is also co-host. He must have run unopposed. I have no idea, and I'm sorry. Actually, I, I'm I do sorry know for, what happened. I'm sorry there. you said that, Matt Hensley. Uh, yeah, I, actually, I do know what happened. Yes. He was literally, Amy, he was in the lobby in the uh, exhibit hall space. Yes. And they nominated him without him knowing it and started texting him, hey, dude, get back in here. you just been nominated. That's amazing. <laughs> so he had to run back in there, and they elected him. But he accepted. And he ran unopposed. He accepted the oh, nomination. Oh, yeah, he did. He did. Excellent. He did. So, but it was just hilarious. Yeah, so he's, he's literally like yeah. he did, they did it to him without him knowing. Yes. Well, he's a good friend, co-host of uh, Not Another Baptist podcast, and uh, just just does a great job with that. So we're excited for him and the year ahead as second vice president of New Mexico uh, Baptist Convention. They also announced partnerships with Union University and Dave Ramsey. So they're going to partner with Union to uh, in Jackson, Tennessee. They're going to send student interns to serve under pastors across the state. So that's just kind of an opportunity to make some connections and get um, ministry assistance and, and things. And then a uh, partnership with Ramsey Solutions tr- to train pastors and church leaders to implement financial peace university programs in New Mexico churches. All right. Well, uh, Matt said that the the letterhead's already on order. So, second I, vice president, I have it on good authority that he cannot do that. <laughs> All right, to the Appalachians, uh, where I'll be heading this week. Um, I'm I'm headed to the Smokies. Actually, I guess that's part of the Appalachian yes. Mountains, right? All right, so West Virginia, President J.D. Greer was in the house in his native state. Country roads took him home, and oh, uh, he the, preached you at, are just you've got. A lot of good jokes this time, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it's late tonight, so yeah. it's just kind of, you know, all coming out tonight. So, yeah. 190 messengers, 66 guests uh, at the West Virginia Convention of Southern Baptist Annual Meeting, and uh, I was at this one last year and uh, really enjoyed my time there. Okay. The Persingers and uh, Bill Hennard, uh, good friends, and uh, it's good to always good to see them. And uh, they had a great another great meeting this year. 
approved a 2019 budget totaling $2.4 million in change, which is a 2.13 increase over the previous year, and also uh, bumped their CP percentage up by a half a percent to 41.5% uh, to SBC Ministries and Missions. Also elected President Paul Harris, first Vice President Nathan Ertle, second Vice President C.J. Adkins, dad of Jay Adkins. Oh, uh, wow. Good friend of the pod. Okay. Um, who was at Westmoreland Baptist in Huntington, West Virginia. Okay. And also re-elected recording secretary Jim Messenger. So Messenger the Messenger was elected recording secretary. That's, wow. That's that's amazing. Yes. Uh, also approved affiliation, six more churches, and one in Virginia, one in Ohio. That's exciting. So uh, those, those you know, that West Virginia is settled in, I think it touches like something like nine states or something right. like that. It's It's got a lot of uh, border states. Maybe that's Kentucky. I don't know. But- um, West Virginia, some churches from Virginia that don't want to be in the BJV, maybe, you know, uh, affiliate with West Virginia and also some in Ohio. So eight new churches, uh, added to the West Virginia Baptist staple, if you will. There so you go. Not only did they have JD Greer, they had also Jim Shaddix, one of your yes, professors they did. at Southeastern there. Yes, they did. He is, uh, Incredible preacher. So, uh, usually is on the state convention circuit every fall, and we're uh, thrilled about that. So, all right, we're heading up the East Coast, Amy. Pennsylvania, South Jersey, they bumped their CP up. Yes, they approved a $3,001,600 budget, and um, that's a 0.96% increase. It will allocate 29% of CP receipts to uh, the SBC, up from 27.5% in 2018 and 26.3% in 2017. So just moving um, slowly up. Yeah, it's, the, it's the biggest CP giving year ever in the 48 years of the convention. That's so, so exciting. They're, they're pushing to get to 30% before the 58, 50th anniversary next year. That's so. wonderful. Yeah. It's fantastic uh, from uh, Mr. Whitworth up there in uh, Pennsylvania, South Jersey. Excellent. Yeah. And they uh, they had 148 messengers and 89 guests uh, representing 105 of their 330 churches. And then they unanimously elected their officers, George Tynes from Truth Baptist Church in Philadelphia, Jerry Cowan, Valley Baptist Church in Middletown, Pennsylvania. He's first vice president. So George Tynes was elected president. And Charles Levi Martin from Unity Fellowship Baptist Church in Willingboro, New Jersey, second vice president. You know, it's interesting to me because these officers are all different in every state. And the ones where they don't elect a recording secretary, I always wonder um, does the president, does job? yeah, does the president name a recording secretary or does like the second vice president act as a recording secretary? I, I don't know. I mean, I think there are several different ways Maybe that you can do it. Somebody from the state office just yeah. does the job. There are several ways that you can do it, but it's, it's interesting. It is interesting to me how each state has different, you know, ways of, of, uh, handling their officers, which is, you know, completely in line. One thing to note in this, that the Pennsylvania-South Jersey giving to the national CP increased by 36.84% over their previous fiscal year this past year. How about that? That's incredible. All right. Now, down to the Carolinas, Amy, where you were in attendance. We have a a full report now on this. $31 million budget approved. Yes. Designating 41.5%. Not without discussion, though. 
Right. So initially, this was a 0.5% increase. So it was kind of a, a an incremental move up that everyone was planning. Initially, the budget proposal called for a 0.35 increase. And uh, there were three different groups that were going to have some decreases. The Baptist Children's Homes of North Carolina, the North Carolina Baptist Foundation, and North Carolina Baptist Hospital, as well as a few other ministries, were going to have some decreases, but then only bump it up to 0.35% um, to a 0.35% increase going on. Well, during the discussion, because I think a lot of messengers wanted to keep it moving in the the direction they had anticipated for years, um, the executive director of the North Carolina Baptist Foundation uh, made a motion to amend the budget and call for a reduction, another reduction in, in the foundation's line so that it would redirect to uh, the the allocation line for the SBC, and that actually brought it to 41.5%. So it was interesting. Some discussion on the floor. Um, I think there had been some chatter about this before, and it was clear, oh, yeah. you know, that people wanted uh, wanted it to get to 41.5. So he was prepared to to do that. Um, but it was yeah, certainly. I'd heard about this, and I don't live in North Carolina. Yeah, it's very interesting. the The room was packed. Um, and there was a, you know, some discussion about some other ways to do it as well and, and some parliamentary, uh, issues. We had another messenger that, that called for a different type of amendment, which did not pass, but in that, uh, there, there was some kind of parliamentary yeah, figuring you were out. out I'm sure. And I was standing in the back of the room just watching, you know, because I'm always fascinated, uh, by that. So it was an, it was an interesting time. Um, also, they uh, we elected a slate of convention officers. Uh, Steve Scoggins from First Baptist Church in Hendersonville was elected president. Michael Perdue, First Baptist Eichard in Connolly Springs, was uh, elected first vice president. And Matt Ledbetter, Lighthouse Baptist Church in Silva, as second vice president. Uh, the presidential and second vice presidential elections were, you know, unopposed, but there actually was a contested election for first vice president. So we got to pull the ballots out. And was your ballot one of the 10 that were improperly cast? Well, they don't tell you, you know, uh, who, I mean, obviously you don't have your name on it, so I don't know, but I'm going to guess it wasn't. I mean, I worked very hard as I have told this story before. You are a rule follower, by the way. I am a rule follower. And I've mentioned this before that in the very first election that I voted in, in the, the SBC, in the 2006 presidential election, I was one of the uh, improperly cast ballots because I made a mistake on my ballot. And mm. so I, I learned my lesson. And uh, and uh, I, I work very hard to make sure ballots are clear. All right. You also passed some resolutions on the appreciation of the life of Billy Graham, a North Carolinian. Yes. So that, that was pretty nice. Yes. Um, and it would have been, it was just right before it would have been his 100th birthday. So uh, certainly uh, a big, you know, it's, it was on everyone's mind. And uh, when Dr. Aiken gave his, was when Dr. Aiken was there uh, and reported for the seminaries, he told a story about um, Billy Graham. And so that was just really meaningful for everyone 
uh, for everyone there. So it was it was a great a great couple of days, lots going on, and uh, and interesting too. So it's it's always interesting when there are are uh, conversations on the floor. I heard an incredible incredible report from uh, Chuck Register, who did just a, a great job really talking about the theme was who is my neighbor and Chuck Register was talking about how we deal with immigration and all of the nations that have come to us. And I just loved that. That was a, a real highlight of the time uh, that I, that we were there. And so it's a good meeting. Yeah. And, and next year you're going to do something a little different. You're going to have a commissioning service for church planners Correct. instead of a convention sermon. Correct. So yeah. That was really, uh, really changing things thing. up a little bit there. Changing Amy. things up. Is that allowed in the SPC? I will. I, if the messengers vote on it, it is always. There you go. There yep. you go. All right. Up to New England. This is one we need to go to, Amy. The New England yeah. Southern Baptist Convention. Because it's meeting. in the fall, so the leaves would be beautiful. And, and and lobster. Right. They met in Massachusetts and passed a resolution on the evil of anti-Semitism. Because uh, this was held like right after the uh, the massacre in the Pittsburgh synagogue. That's correct. Yeah, so they, uh, their, their resolution stated that, uh, BCNE churches decry anti-Semitism as a heinous sin against the Jewish people and God himself, um, and called on churches to educate their members, uh, to better understand and reach out to Jewish friends while praying for the salvation of the Jewish people. It was a real focus at that time. Yeah. And Amy, they held their church, their, I mean, they held this meeting in the First Baptist Church of Haverhill, Massachusetts. Get this. It was founded before the Revolutionary War. That's pretty cool. How cool is that? Yeah. 221 messengers, 103 guests. Sean Sears preached the opening sermon. And I just I bring this up just because he's a pastor at Grace Church up in uh, New England. They averaged 1,600 in worship and baptized 154 people in New England. That's I mean, incredible. That's incredible. One of New England's largest Baptist churches. So you think? Yeah. So really, really uh, incredible. The we're going to put this uh, story as we always do in the show notes from Baptist Press. There are some beautiful pictures from the church where it was held. Uh, so highly recommend clicking on that and just yeah. just seeing those. Yeah. So just, another note from this story. Yes. The Ray Allen Evangelism Award. I'm guessing that's not Ray Allen, the basketball player. Um, or was pro- presented it's to- probably not the Ray Allen that I went to church with in Louisville either. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Uh, but the was pa- to Pastor James Thomason of Meeting House Church. Get this, 12-year-old church, only about 160 in attendance, has helped plant four churches, helped replant and revitalize two more, and last year baptized 39 in their that's own church. That's incredible. What what an example. Are you kidding me? What an example. This is amazing. Yeah, that's, a, right, that's incredible. All right, passed a budget of $3.8 million, a 26% increase in part due to restructuring of some associations, which they are expecting contributions to bump up by about 35%. So they're allotting $237,000 uh, to CP Ministries and uh, of the SBC, which is about 18% of their giving. However, it's it's an increase of one percentage point from last year, but the dollar amount is like 43% increase over the dollar amount that was given last year. So it... it I don't understand all the math that's going on right there because it's written a bit confusingly to me. Well, if you don't but understand it, time, I certainly don't. Yeah, I know. But anyway, they're giving a whole lot more money, Amy. Yeah. Let's just put it yes. that way. And uh, I'd just like to make a note that they have the plans for the annual sermon for next year. And so uh, J.D. Greer is tentatively scheduled to deliver their annual sermon, but they have an alternate. 
The alternate is uh, someone I'm aware of up there. I, I don't know that I've ever met him personally, but uh, he heads up a church planting network in Vermont, and I get tickled every time that he is mentioned <laughs> because his yes. name is Wes Pastor. Um, no, it's it's Pastor Wes Pastor. Right, which makes him Pastor Pastor. I really should meet. I mean, I've I've met people who have gone and, and worked in his church planting network, and their network has come down and and spoken, you know, at Southeastern, re- just recruiting, you know, people to come up to New England. And, but I've never actually met him in person, and I should, because I would just like to go say hello, Pastor, Pastor. And I, I just noticed he's the alternate. So. Yeah, he's never heard that before. Right. Amy. I'm I'm sure I'm sure he he has so i probably shouldn't go up and say that to him because it gets old but yeah. i just needed to comment about it here it's even spelled right. the same p a s t o r yeah yes anyway they also unanimously reelected the officers tim owens as president gonzalo guapera as uh, vice president and sandra colo as the clerk there you go and down to louisiana uh we don't have a report from the meeting that they had this week yet but we do have some big news out of Louisiana. David Hankins. Big announcement. The executive director of the Louisiana Baptist Convention has announced his intentions to retire this week, effective June 30th, 2019. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he commented that the theme of the meeting is marking the next generation. And he said, I have great confidence in the future generation of leaders. God will choose to lead Louisiana Baptists. So he's been executive director since 2005, but very involved in Southern Baptist life long before that. Um, a pastor for years and then vice president for convention policy at the SBC executive committee. Uh, then, uh, then vice president for the cooperative program at the executive committee, uh, and then moved to uh, executive director of Louisiana Baptist. So very involved in denominational life for a long time. Uh, most people who have been around, they know uh, they know David Hankins. And you see him, he's very involved at the convention uh, every year. So this was, a, a you know, it may not have been a big surprise, may have been kind of planned for a while, but being far away from Louisiana, I wouldn't have heard that. Um so it caught my attention. I was like, wow, that's a big, that's a big one, big retirement. Yeah. And I had no idea that he was the pastor of Trinity Baptist Church in Lake Charles, where I was a member from 2003 oh, wow. to 2006. Yeah. So, but he, he was a pastor before the, the guy that was a pastor, Steve James, who's a pastor now. Right. Um, he was a pastor before him. Okay. And he left in 96 to go to the executive committee. So Steve had been there, I guess, about five or six years whenever I got there. Right. Um, I had no idea. So he would have been probably the, the guy there that would have been either moved the church from downtown to the southern part of the city uh, where a lot of the, the growth was happening in the city, or, or he would have started that in motion. So I'm not sure. But right. that was a, a good call, by the way, because uh, Trinity Baptist, it is uh, exploded over the last couple of decades since relocating down there to the southern part of the city. Yep. So, oh, very cool. And as a native Louisiana, I wish uh, Dr. Hankins well in his retirement. Yes. So. Congratulations to him. And uh, we ha- also, speaking of uh, meetings and all this going on, Amy, we have a theme for the 2019 SBC annual meeting, hashtag SBC19, Gospel Above All. Yes. 
We have a theme and a uh, graphic, a logo. Uh, so we've, this comes as no surprise. That was a, a main focus that JD Greer had even in the days leading up to this past annual meeting, um, that he wants to reflect on the gospel again and again. Um, in his first presidential address to the executive committee in this, uh, this story that, that was posted on Baptist Press, he said it is the gospel that is the source of our renewal and it is a gospel that should be our defining characteristic as a people. Uh, so he really just wants to focus on this. Um, and, uh, I, I, I expected this to be the theme, no surprise at all. Uh, but it's kind of just neat to have it come out and, and already gets to be on our minds beginning in November because it shouldn't be the theme just for the annual meeting in 2019. It's the theme for the SBC all year long and beyond. Yes, it is. And, and also something, I don't know if we've had this before, Amy. I saw it released in Spanish as well. Oh, wow. There's a Spanish version of this logo. Uh, we tweeted it out today from the SBC This Week account. Yes. Felix Cabrera, second vice president of the SBC, tweeted it out and, uh, in Spanish. And so we're, we've, we're seeing some, some changes and some, uh, you know, uh, different things. And this is a representative of what Dr. Greer has been calling us to, like you said, gospel above all. Yes. And he explains a few things too, that he's, he will launch the Who's Your One personal evangelism initiative in January 2019. And he also, uh, has mentioned that, you know, all the issues, the, the plan to appoint a sexual abuse study initiative, that that's a gospel issue. Uh, and, and just to begin thinking through, Everything we do is about the gospel above all. And he said that debates that go beyond unifying characteristics of the gospel, they will not direct his work, um, that he's going to focus on our unity. So, uh, that this is, this is great. Very exciting thing this week. It is. And that'll do it for us this week on the news front. That's going to bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. Well, I want to go back to 1968, which, you know, a lot of conversation. 50 as, years. Yeah, as we hit 50, there's been a lot of conversation over the last several months about it being 50 years since 1968 because that was such a contentious year uh, for our country at that time. But as I was looking, there was a, just such an interesting um, Baptist Press issue, 13 pages long. That hit on what we have been talking about tonight, which is state conventions. Um, and, and the top headline got my attention, but it really is, uh, it really is worth just going and, and looking at what was going on in several different state conventions. But, um, in 1968, November 15th issue, uh, put out what had happened at the Kentucky Baptist Convention, which we've already covered the KBC from this week. Um, so 50 years ago, oh, they had word. a I very, they had a very contentious meeting that they were concerned because the trustees of Georgetown Baptist College had decided to allow on-campus dancing. And the messengers were very upset about this, and they debated it for three hours. In two, three hours in two different sessions and had, it seems like several votes that were very close. And it said from the start of the convention to the finish, three days, that this issue was the concern. And what they wanted to do was, uh, the, the, the actual phrase in the story is they were intent upon taking a slap at the trustees. 
And the issue was not whether or not to slap the hands, as the way it said, of the trustees or to kind of speak out uh, against the trustees, but it was how much to do that. So there was a motion condemning dancing and Baptist approval. Then there was a substitute motion, which kind of softened the blow and said, declare it to be the firm, you know, conviction that, you know, Baptist Christians, churches and institutions shouldn't approve of, you know, or condone it. Then there was an, you know, like there was another, another one. They finally approved a motion. It was all about the wording. It was all about, um, about exactly how hard to come down. It seems like what they finally did was express vigorous opposition and ask them to reconsider. It had, it passed by a 20 vote margin, 184 uh, to 164. This reminds me of that scene in A Few Good Men where Demi Moore's character like strenuously objects. Yes. No, I strenuously object. Yes. Over and, and, and they're like, what? Yeah. And then, <laughs> oh, um, my they, word. and then they also tried, somebody tried another substitute motion to support the trustees, uh, that, or to reaffirm faith in them, I guess that. And he, he, he was a trustee. So a trustee made a motion <laughs> to reaffirm, to reaffirm faith in the trustees. And that was defeated. And then what it, yeah, that one doesn't go over well. Yeah. Usually. And then what it says is like, it overshadowed everything. They approved a $4.15 million budget. They had, you know, a debate on need for funds. They adopted a, a resolution forbidding the use of CP funds to repay government loans that had to do with, I think, the colleges. And, uh, you know, so they had all these things, but apparently that just, no, everybody was just moving through those really quickly. And it was all about the dancing. Um, so just really fascinating. I mean, I know that was a, a, a season where that was a very much talked about back and forth, but the fact that it just controlled the three days, uh, is what was fascinating to me. But you keep going down and you look at, you know, Oregon, Washington Baptists, uh, meeting. Hey, and in this one, they were debating on whether to change their name to the Northwest Baptists, which, which happened. Yeah. Which happened. So, yeah. I mean, it's, cool. it's very interesting and you keep, you keep going down as well. Um, and John Bassanio makes an appearance. Yeah. He, he lost to D.A. Williams in the Oklahoma Baptist yes. presidential election. Um, and then you see the Southern Baptist General Convention of California. They adopted a financial plan giving strong support to California Baptist College, now California yep. Baptist University in Riverside. Who won their first Division One versus Division One? basketball game yes. this past week. They've beaten Division One schools before and did it on a buzzer beater. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the video. It was floating around Twitter. Yeah. So just a really interesting uh, issue all around, but that top, a whole lot that top story uh, is, is the big one. So definitely go and check that out. Um, but I'll just say it this way. We've been talking a lot about state conventions and you always have interesting conversations every year. Uh, well, they were having the same interesting conversations, perhaps even more interesting uh, and contentious 50 years ago this week in SBC history. Wow. There's a whole lot in this thing. I know. I mean, it's it's chock full of stuff. Yep. This is one of the more full editions yes. of Baptist Press. So all kind of information in here. Yep. So, so check it out. All right. Well, thanks for that, Amy. That's going to bring us to our resource of the week. Your resource of the week is... Okay, mine is a new Twitter account. And uh, uh -oh. so... Uh, 
I don't know if we mentioned I'm in Denver at the meeting of the Evangelical Theological Society. So that's something that a lot of uh, institutions of higher education in the evangelical world come together, read a lot of academic papers, things that some people might not enjoy, but a lot of people, including myself, do. But there's something that happens here. It's it's been going on for a few years. It's called the SBC Professor Fellowship. And uh, it's just a, a bringing folks from seminaries and Baptist colleges and universities around the country uh, just to connect and, and spend time together. B&H, you know, puts that uh, on. They sponsor the event. The group was started by several professors. So uh, it, in at, at the same time, they, they've they started a Twitter account. Um, so I'm going to put the link in there. It's SBC underscore professors. And this is an account that's... That's appropriate. Yes. And it's an account that is designed... It's it, it's not really going to be an original tweeting account. It is designed to share content by uh, professors from seminaries and colleges and universities around okay. uh, the country. So, uh, just, so I can follow that instead of following Keith and Malcolm Yarnell and... All those people. Well, you should follow all of them too. Oh. But it's a it it is a way to begin to share the work that's happening in our institutions to get the broader picture. Yeah, yeah. So very cool. So uh, it's it's just curate content, you know, retweet things that that are going on, and just kind of one place to be a uh, sort of positive source of encouragement and to show that you know we really are all. Uh, we're, we're individual institutions, but we're all better together. And, uh, this, uh, is, is just a way to represent that. So, um, follow that and, uh, you get to see what, what your, uh, professors are doing. All right. Now, since they, since we shared it on our podcast, they have to share our content too. Well, they might. Cause, cause one of us is married to an SBC professor. Yes. And I, I would say there's probably a greater likelihood that they'll share our content when we are talking about SBC professors. Okay. <laughs> so, we can make that happen. Yes. Yes. I, I think you know one or two of them. So I do. Yes. Okay. Excellent. All right. My resource of the week is the Evangelicals for Life Conference in 2019. They've expanded the schedule and they've added Stephen Curtis and Mary Beth Chapman. I saw that. As well as Keith and Kristen Getty and David Platt. Yes. Saw that. So, I mean... They just like it's going to be a good old time. So they are going to open the conference with a benefit concert with Stephen Curtis Chapman and his wife. So Stephen Curtis, check this, Amy. He's won fifty-eight Dove Awards. Fifty-eight. That's amazing. Five-eight. That's crazy. Stephen Curtis Chapman. That's that more Dove Awards than you've won. That was okay. I have not actually won any Dove Awards, John. Well, you sang on two Dove Award-winning albums. Actually, four. But ah, oh, gosh, I didn't win them. I was in the children's choir. Oh, there you go. So. But but you've got four. He's got 58. So he's beating you. Right. And as yeah. well, he should. Because, yes, he you should. know. Anyway, he's awesome, man. Again, really and again, I did not win them. The people who made the albums win them. Close but enough. Anyway, um, you know, Stephen Curtis Chapman, that's the second CD I ever bought. Was, it was the first one I ever bought. Great Adventure. Yep, same one. Great Adventure. Love, love, love that CD. Uh, yeah. So. The EFL conference is in January in D.C. and Northern Virginia. Uh, things will be going on in the D.C. area as well as at McLean Bible Church, uh, which is just outside in Vienna, Virginia. Um, they'll be hosting that concert, and it's going to raise funds for the Psalm 139 project, uh, which the ERLC does to help uh, establish ultrasound machines in pregnancy resource centers across the country. So 
Very cool. You can find out more about that at evangelicals.life or just in the uh, the story that we link to here in the Baptist Press thing. They're also going to have J.D. Greer, Dehati Lutus, Kristen Wagner, Karen Ellis, and Noe Garcia Very cool. speaking at the conference. So I've never been to EFL. I've always wanted to go, but it's just kind of in a bad time because it's about two weeks before our trustee meeting and we're getting back. It's just doesn't work in my schedule a lot of times. So maybe one year I'll be able to make it up there. I love D.C. It's a great place. Oh, it's wonderful. Not too sure about D.C. in January, but, you know. Well, but that's when uh, the March is, when the March for Life yeah, is. Yeah, I know, so I know, I know, I know. So Yes. They need, to, they need to have a March for Life in the summer and call it, I think know. they have a lot of other things in the summer, but I, yeah. I believe it's timed because of us. So if you're interested in going to that, check it all out. Uh, and uh, it should be a great event. It always is. Everybody that I've always talked to that's gone really enjoyed it. So check out the EFL conference. That's my resource of the week. And that's going to do it for us this week, Amy. Big week in the SBC next week. I'm going to guess is not going to be as big. I think everybody's going to take a break for Thanksgiving. That's Hopefully. that's the hope. Yes. Yes. So it's entirely possible that we'll just have some state convention stuff. Uh, we'll have to figure out our podcasting schedule on Thanksgiving um, or the night before. We'll figure that out and uh, get that to you. And we'll also, I'm going to include the interview that we did with Kevin Peck on next Friday's uh, episode. So it's a bit of a longer interview. Uh, so we'll put that in there and beef up next week's episode. Don't want to miss that. Talking about uh, Austin Stone and how they've gotten more connected to the SBC and why. Excellent. They've gotten more Excellent. connected well, to the we SBC. Do, so. we, we do wish everybody going in next week a happy, happy yeah. Thanksgiving. Um, hope yep. you have a wonderful... May your turkey not be dry. Yes. And hope you have a wonderful day. And sweet potato pie is nasty. On that note... Yeah. And I'm a fan of cornbread dressing, not stuffing. Get that stuffing stuff out of okay. here. Okay. So... All I'm right. very particular about Thanksgiving food, Amy. Excellent. Well, I hope you get everything that you want to eat. We have brisket at ours, which is awesome. So Great. Brisket's better than turkey, Amy. My family tradition was to go to the beach, so my traditional Thanksgiving meal was crab legs. So I That's better than brisket. Right. Right. So you win. Yes. Now I don't we do something different all the time now, but I'm just saying as a kid, you know, teenager, whatever. Crab legs was my meal. Oh, so that's nice. Yep. I like that. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us this week. We'll see you next week. See you next week. See you next week.